Hello everyone and welcome to Disaster Peace Publishing House. I'm Dev Solovey. I am Cy Metz. This is a show about the good, bad, but mostly bad of weird internet literature. Dramatic, Dramatic readings, readings included. included. Nailed it. <laughs> Alright. So, today we've brought a piece that it's we're breaking from our format again. This is one that we're both familiar with, one that I'm very familiar with. I have casually read it once. Whereas I've read it several times uh, because it is A, in my opinion, the funniest thing ever written on the internet, and B, a masterclass in building suspense in fiction. This guy is so good at it. So this is, the, this is one of the few actually good ones we're going to read, and it is a customer review for Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the story behind this, Haribo sugar-free gummy bears have a chemical in it that give certain people, not everybody, but some people, violent diarrhea. <laughs> Just really violent shit. Violent like the Crusades. Yeah, violent like could, can actually kill people. Extremely violent. And so uh, a while ago, I don't know who it was, but somebody discovered that the reviews for these products are absolutely hilarious. And there's a lot of very fun stories. You know, one guy who just is like a river of shit everywhere during his kid's, you know, school play or whatever. All sorts of stuff. But this one... This one is my favorite. Do you have any comments you want to make before we jump in? Yeah, don't eat this shit. Yeah, don't eat don't them. Don't eat it. Never eat them. It got Never unlisted. It got unlisted from Amazon for a reason. Do not eat these things. They are yeah. poison. <laughs> uh, and I'm saying that as somebody who eats the gum out of trading card packs from the 80s. Don't, <laughs> don't fuck with this shit. All right. Hell holds no surprises for me anymore. Reviewed in the United States on May 2nd, 2016. This is a cautionary tale, and, unlike most of the other reviews on this product, this is a true story, and it, Oh yeah, that's right, um, that's another thing, is, uh, once it became- people were aware that this was, uh, a phenomena, people were making, like, fake reviews, just because yeah. they were funny to do. Yeah, oh, so, uh, I should also make some content warnings. This one goes without saying, but some very visceral descriptions of shit, so just be aware of that. And, and not uh, the, the metaphorical shit we usually deal no, with. This no, is like this, like, yeah, real feces. If, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you get really wigged out by shit, maybe skip this episode, but also please don't, because it's very funny. A little bit of ableist language in here, but that's also just kind of the time, you know. It's not. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, look, as <laughs> as people who could have that language directed at us, let's say, uh, we're we think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, All right. Let, I'll let you jump in. This is a cautionary tale, and unlike most of the other reviews on this product. This is a true story, and its authenticity can be qualified by a small news item that appeared in the Toronto Star's local news section during the month of April in 2013, much to my chagrin. I would consider myself a prudent man, not given to bouts of outspokenness or craving attention, and certainly not one to rock the boat. On any given day, I can be found reading a crime novel on a park bench in the middle of the city, Soaking in the opulence of nature while nibbling on my tuna fish sandwiches and fending off the voracious gulls and squirrels that threaten to spoil me in my repose. This is me. Law-abiding and introspective. Which is why it came as a shock to me to find myself incarcerated because of the devil's confectionery, Satan's sweetmeat, Lucifer's lozenges, the horror that is known 
as Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's sweet meat. <laughs> oh, there's just so much to love about the, the tone uh, of this so far. There is. I'll set the scene. It was late winter, early spring in Toronto, and the city had just been digging itself out from a late-season snowstorm. I was heading to Pearson International Airport for a red-eye flight to Amsterdam in order to give a Dutch arm of our company some training on the new software that had been installed. I'm deliberately being vague to prevent my place of work from being linked in any way to the incident that occurred. (laughs) I had just finished packing, checking the time, and found I was running late. My flight was at 7.10pm and it was now almost 5pm. Cursing softly, I ran out to the car and threw my bags in the trunk. Hitting the gas a little harder than usual in my haste to make it to the long-term parking lot as soon as possible. Luckily, traffic was light on the 401 and I made it to the airport in record time. But knew that my chances of making the flight were still at risk if I didn't use my time wisely. I hadn't eaten since lunch and I was feeling a bit hungry, my stomach rumbling loudly in protestation which caused me to look around the other travelers rushing past me in the busy terminal, mortified that my bodily noises might be heard by others. I briskly checked my watch and decided that I had had enough time to grab a quick snack before going through the baggage check in security, and would get something more substantial once I was checked through security. I spotted a vending machine nestled in a relatively low traffic corner of the terminal and rushed over, already putting out my credit card and mentally assessing what I had a craving for so as to save time interacting with the machine. My eyes scanned the colorful array of confection quickly, coming to a rest on the tantalizing rainbow-colored bag of gummy bears with a simple white and red logo Haribo emblazoned across the bag in what appeared to be a slightly tweaked Helvetica rounded font. Now, I'd like to pause here in the story for a moment to underscore the importance of making proper choices. (laughs) I was hungry. When you're hungry... You should eat food. (laughs) Food is defined as a nutritious substance that people consume to maintain life. This is what food is. In these days, the definition of the word food has been bastardized and the meaning has been broadened to include veritably any material that can be digested or rather chewed and swallowed without causing death or severe illness. Haribo sugar-free gummy bears are not food. (laughs) They aren't even from this planet. I imagine the origins being covered in a boardroom in hell by a top team of creative pain administrators, with senior-level demons rubbing their hands together in ghoulish delight as hell's chief chemist slowly lifts the veil on their new creation. (laughs) The point here being, I made a very, very, very poor choice. I pushed the button and the vending machine ejected the brightly colored bag into my awaiting hands. I had always liked gummy bears. They were bright but rather innocuous. They weren't overly sweet so as to become cloying and, of course, each candy came in the visage of a rather happy, docile bear, reminiscent of the picture one's mind eye might hold of all anthropomorphic bears from Yogi to Winnie. 
this is why I love this piece. I need to jump in here. This is why I love this piece because he builds suspense so well. But you forget he's about to poop his pants. <laughs> you forget he's about to shit because he's he's going into details here and he he takes a break to talk about like you know this is the not food. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Record scratch. You might have wondered how, <laughs> how I got here. And the metaphors he comes up with are just a, a boardroom in hell with creative pain administrators rubbing their hands together. Like, like there, there's a reason. I'm doing a bootleg ambiguous amphibian impression here. Yeah, yeah like the, this the, off. Like this the is imagery that he uses is fantastic and is about to get even more wild. So continue and continue. The way I figured it, I was taking a bit of a holiday from life, so I could relax my fastidiously regimented daily schedule a little to allow for some fiddlety. After all, I was going to be in Amsterdam come morning with 16 hours to kill before I had to be training the Dutch employees. Maybe I would take a trip down to one of the coffee shops in the red light district and really let my hair down. No, I wouldn't do that. I would see the area of the city from the bus as I went to the hotel where I would eat at the hotel restaurant and drink sparkling water. So, I'd better enjoy the gummy bears. My one extravagance to commemorate my break from routine. <laughs> I joined the queue in the KLM line, which was mercifully short, most likely because all of the passengers for my flight had already been checked through as the flight was scheduled to depart in an hour. I checked my watch again, frowned, and absentmindedly opened the bag of Haribo sugar-free gummy bears, and began to munch on them as the line slowly advanced. To be fair, they tasted fine, just like every other manufacturer's brand of colorful candy, and they were sugar-free to boot. This is what made the whole incident that followed so baffling. If they tasted <laughs> off or different, I most likely wouldn't have continued to shovel them into my mouth absentmindedly while daydreaming about what I would order to eat from the room service in my hotel in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, boy. Just the mental image of this alone with uh, the I looming... Know. Yeah. Sort of Dookie Cleese hanging yeah. over his no, head. No, literally, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why he's so good at building suspense, because you know where it's going. <laughs> I know that Tyria is filing. I know. But, like, this is this is setting up a, a World War One trench warfare level of I know. violent diarrhea. That's, the suspense is so good. Like, it's genuinely <laughs> one of the greatest short stories I've ever read in my life. <laughs> As I gave the attendant my e-ticket and she weighed my bags, the first of the pains began in my stomach. I thought nothing of it at first, chalking it up to the fact that I needed something more substantial than gummy worms to tackle my hunger. But over the course of the next five minutes, the shooting pain began to come in more rapid succession. At this point, I had my boarding pass printed and rubbing my stomach a little. I proceeded to security. I briefly entertained the thought of trying to find a restroom before going through security. But at that point, my discomfort was manageable, and I didn't think it was going to get any worse. <laughs> Certainly not within the amount of time it would take to clear security. <laughs> oh, no! Uh -huh. <laughs> Again, it's been some years since I've read this. So, yeah, like, uh -huh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm reliving this for the first time all over again. <laughs> uh -huh. I joined the line and started fishing for my passport to present to the agent checking tickets. I felt a thin sheet of sweat break out on my forehead and underarms. My features flushed for a moment as a wave of heat washed over me. I didn't pay it much heed as going through security always caused me great anxiety, and I chalked it up to pre-flight jitters. It was only as I stood face to face with the agent 
and handed her my passport and ticket that I had a glimpse of the agony that was about to begin. (laughs) It felt like time rippled for a moment, as if my consciousness buckled, so intense was the pain that fired through my bowels. (laughs) I grimaced spastically and emitted a low moan and felt myself take an involuntary step sideways. Stars shot through my head briefly, and my vision blurred and then snapped back into focus. The agent was staring at me with slight consternation and asked me if I was alright. I pulled myself together, stood up straight, and declared that I was fine. Mortified that I had a lapse of decorum, not only in public, but at the security clearance in an airport. And it only gets worse. (laughs) As I fumbled off my belt to go through the metal detector... The pain in my stomach increased, and I practically had to sit on the floor to take my shoes off, terrified of what would happen if I bent at the middle to do it. (laughs) It was becoming increasingly more evident to me that this wasn't just a stomach ache. No, this was something much worse. As a child, I had a bout of diarrhea after a trip to Mexico with my family. I remember the feeling of nausea that went through me before my child self had surrendered to the gas pains and parked myself on the toilet for an hour, shitting until I felt like I didn't have any bones left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, that's relatable. (laughs) And that was how I was feeling now, with several key differences. The pain was worse. The sense of an impending bowel movement was so formidable, it gave me temporary amnesia. (laughs) And it took all of my willpower. All of it to clench my butt cheeks together to prevent my sphincter from exploding. <laughs> Sai is banging their head on the table. <laughs> I know that picked up on the mic. I, I was. I know it did, and that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. A sudden shock of pain racked my body. And I half wondered if I was going to give birth to a Tasmanian (laughs) devil. (laughs) I have to tap out for a second. You You, gotta, you gotta. You want me to continue? We can do an Eye of Argon where once one of us (laughs) cracks up, we switch it off. You want to do that or? Yeah. Okay. Only if you crack up though, not not the thing we did. Yeah. No, not that. Not that. that, Oh man, that That was was too much. That was too much. So, a sudden shock of pain racked my body, and I half wondered if I was going to give birth to a Tasmanian devil. The crazy, fever-induced image of said cartoon animal chasing Bugs Bunny through the splashy, volcanic shit kettle that was my stomach (laughs) caused me to elicit a short, maniacal bark of laughter as I approached the (laughs) medical... (laughs) We both cracked up, I kind of want to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) As I approached the metal detector, a wild, distant look in my eyes, sweat now beginning to pour off of me like a long-distance runner in Kenya. The security agent on the other side of the detector shot a quick glance over to her co-worker, who narrowed his eyes and made a subtle movement towards his holster. My breathing became uneven as I entered the metal detector and realized with alarm that I had taken off my socks without even registering it, and one of my shirt tails was untucked at the front. I held my breath, my eyes bulging dangerously from my head as the machine scanned me. As I shakily moved forward towards the agent for a pat-down, my stomach began to elicit sounds that can only be described as otherworldly. It started off a sort of bubbling sound heard from afar. 
<laughs> like the war hordes of an impending invading army. I'm just I'm gonna keep going, and then you tell me when you want to t- uh, tap oh back in. I'm crying. I am crying. <laughs> bubbling oh sound God. heard from afar and grew in pitch and intensity at an alarming rate. My jaw dropped in shock as what I can only describe as the sound of an agonized wailing alley cat in heat with a persistent Doppler effect added to its voice emitted from some nether region of my intestines. The officer's eyes widened in alarm, and she kept her eyes glued to my stomach as she thoroughly patted me down. As she reached my shins, I felt my innards suddenly expand and plummet towards my rectum. With cat-like reflex... With cat-like reflexes, I squeezed my sphincter shut with what seemed like nanoseconds to spare, and I knew, I knew that if I didn't get to the bathroom immediately, I would shit myself. (laughs) I kind of want to read the next one. Go ahead, go ahead. I've been staring at this paragraph this entire time. Okay. With a Herculean effort and all of the strength that I could muster, I forced my butt cheeks together, knowing that one false move would open the floodgates. I began to walk like a duck, trying to remain as inconspicuous as possible. Not even caring now what other people were seeing in front of them. A disheveled, barefoot 40-year-old businessman, (laughs) red-faced... <laughs> a disheveled, barefoot, 40 year old businessman, red faced and bulgy eyed, sweating profusely, shaking slightly and walking without bending his knees. <laughs> With single minded intensity, I grabbed my carry on, shoes and socks from out the plastic tub that had passed the X-ray inspection, and without putting anything back on, I turned on my heels with the intention of finding the nearest restroom and slowly dying there, one (laughs) squirt at a time. But that's not what happened. (laughs) You tap it out? Okay. (laughs) But that's not what happened. I turned to go and found myself staring at three armed agents who stopped me and asked if I would follow them. (laughs) Why? What's the matter? I stammered, wincing slightly as the act of speech seemed to strain the tenuous and extremely fragile truce I had negotiated between my bowels and the tempest that raged within. (laughs) I, I have to go to the bathroom right now, I pleaded. Just follow us, please, they said, leaving no room for argument. The other travelers cleared. Clearing the security check, stared with curiosity and revulsion at the spectacle unfolding before them, whispering amongst themselves and hurrying to pack up their belongings and get as far away from me as possible, no doubt assuming that the airport had nabbed some sort of domestic terrorist. If I hadn't been feverishly trying to hold back the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, I likely would have died of shame. With each step I took towards the room that they ushered me into, I felt that my legs would give way. I marveled at how strong the human will could be, marveled at what was essentially patching a hole in the Hoover Dam with bubblegum could actually be sustained indefinitely. Maybe I would make it through this ordeal after all. The room they brought me into was an examination room. I had pretty much... as he flies closer to the sun. (laughs) Yeah, I had pretty much stopped registering details of my environment as my consciousness closed off all but the (laughs) absolutely necessary functions, breathing, ability to walk... But I snapped back to reality when I heard the snap of rubber. The slow dawning of realization poked through my agony and stoic resolve as I turned to face the agent donning rubber gloves. 
Sir, we are going to perform a cavity search on you. (laughs) 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 This is... is, Plot twist of the century! I know, God. (laughs) It's like... It's it's like the premise of a comedy sketch. You can't make the shit up. Like fucking Trevor Moore pulling the glove down. <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> we are going to perform a cavity search on you. A young, fresh-faced agent stated in a firm but emotionless voice. His short, cropped blonde hair was immaculate. And for a crazy moment, I wondered if he was an actor, and this was all some sort of elaborate practical joke done to amused bored kids watching YouTube. He must have taken my tortured silence for resistance because he looked at me sharply and said, Lower your pants and underwear, please, and face the desk. Panic started to grip me in its icy grasp, and the sudden adrenaline threatened to destroy my sphincter's bulwarks and rend my anus in two. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this is a fair tap out. Okay. Alright. I inhaled sharply and with a pained gasp, I doubled up my efforts to clench my cheeks together. Sir... Please, I begged, (laughs) deferring to this kid in an act of desperation. I have to go to the bathroom. You could follow me into the stall if you need to, but I had some bad Haribo sugar-free gummy bears, and now I feel like... But they had stopped listening and smirked at each other. Two of the other agents, a tall, dark-haired female and a shorter, balding, fat man, looked away from me, and I could see them shaking a little as they stifled their laughs. Sir, face the wall. Put your hands on the desk and spread your cheeks. (laughs) The young agent stated. Sorry, I I caught a glimpse of the future reading that in my mind's eye. (laughs) He builds suspense in the best way possible in this specific moment. This is a fair tap out. Okay, okay. Sir, face the wall, put your hands on the desk, and spread your cheeks, the young agent stated, a lopsided grin forming on his face. But See, I'm imagining, you know that meme of the, the stick man crossing his arms and it says clueless, with like the big upper lip and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining, like, literally that face on a stick man person putting a glove on. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But... I began to protest, and then a fresh shock of pain forced me to stop and lean on the table for support, as an ungodly howling rose from my stomach, something between the dying moans of a woolly mammoth and the sound of bubble wrap popping underwater. I exhaled shakily, and my focus began to narrow as I rallied for the final battle. Shaking uncontrollably, and sweat literally raining down onto the tabletop in front of me, I turned I turned to face the wall and heard a meek, childlike voice pleading from somewhere in the room. Please, it said, and then again, please. From somewhere within me, my mind recognized that this sound had issued from me, although my consciousness had now begun to separate from my body, and I held my breath and prayed to God for strength. <laughs> okay, I cracked up. I gotta tap out. It's your go. <laughs> the hardest thing. <laughs> this is the hardest thing to read on the show so far. This one, really? This is okay. <laughs> I just think poop jokes are really funny. 
They are. They're objectively funny, and that's why this is great. You want me to keep going, or do you want to... <laughs> Please! I need to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'll give you a minute. Crying. I know. I'll give you a minute. I'm fucking crying! <laughs> I need my inhaler. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I need my inhaler. Yeah, keep reading. This okay. So <laughs> now I need your reactions here. You need to get your inhaler. I need to make sure you don't die. So, to recap for the listener, I have almost murdered Sai. <laughs> I have given them an asthma attack with this piece. <laughs> oh my god, are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit, I got tears in my eyes, too. Oh, man. I need to breathe. Alright, I'll give you another minute to... (laughs) Damn, vamp. It's showbiz time, kid. Okay, well, I can just describe kind of what's happening to Psy right now, which is they now have their inhaler in hand, so at least they can breathe again. Uh, except they're covering their face with a pillow, which kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> 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 I've, I've killed you. <laughs> hey, you. it's me, Sai's ghost. I've come back to finish the episode, but the body looks like shit from here, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god, alright. He probably has some heroin or something up there that opened up. The female guard said as a part of me that hasn't escaped into the ether yet acknowledged <laughs> that she was probably behind me to my left. Probably high as a kite. Look at him, she said. The shorter guard agreed with the sh- with a snort. Off to my... Uh, this is so hard. I'm sorry. I can my read vision the- is still obscured by tears. <laughs> let me... Let, I'll just keep reading until you're ready, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you keep reading, I might never be ready, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. Whew. Okay. I can do this. I believe in me, which means I can do this. Spread your cheeks, the young agent said. His voice directly behind me and lower than the other two. And bend over. (laughs) Please God, please God, please God, please God, please God. I whispered in a desperate, maniacal mantra, not even aware of my surroundings anymore. I felt like I was lost in an opium fog with the half-snatched images and sounds filtering through to create a nonsensical version of reality. Kind of like me trying to read this right now, actually. (laughs) Another volley of pain tore through me and I involuntarily leaned forward over the desk. My focus completely narrowed now to a spot on the wall two feet in front of me. A curious imperfection in what seemed to be a whitewashed stone wall. It was a dark blotch about five millimeters long and shaped like a smiling bear. A yellow dancing bear. No, a green bear. No, red. It was all the colors of the rainbow. My god, it was beautiful. (laughs) It just took something as simple as a slight breeze to trigger Armageddon. That's all. No trumpets, no fanfare, no fire raining from the heavens, no dogs and cats living together in harmony, no finger on the button, no prophet to predict it, no nothing. As I stared at the rainbow bear smiling and dancing in front of me, my mouth agape, drooling, 
eyes glazed and bloodshot, face coated in a <laughs> sheen of sweat. I heard the softest sound. <laughs> An exhalation from the young agent behind me. And then, <laughs> at the same instant, the warm air of his breath feather across my butt cheeks. <laughs> For just a moment, maybe less. Maybe a split second, even a nanosecond. I felt the <laughs> presence of God there with me in that room. <laughs> I'm going to tap you out. I'm going to call you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the audio quality of this is terrible because we're all coughing and sneezing and crying from how funny this is. <laughs> oh my god. Even a nanosecond, I felt the presence of God there with me in that room. As neurons began to misfire at a blinding rate, nerve endings bristled and muscles twitched reflexively. I stood on the brink with one foot hovering over the edge, and then without taking a step, I found myself plummeting. <laughs> Whoa! Holy with, shit, what a line! What a line! I know, great prose, right? With a sound like an extra-large plastic ketchup bottle being run over by a match. <laughs> My sphincter released. I'm tapping you out. Okay, you, you, you want to take over yep. here. <laughs> oh, I accidentally glanced a sentence ahead. That's going to be hard. Okay. <laughs> the pressure of the blast pushed me hard into the desk, and the legs of the desk screeched as they scraped across the floor. My body remained rigid for a moment, and I experienced a relief that can only be described as orgasmic in its purity. <laughs> my eyes rolled back in my head, and my tongue lolled out of my head like a half-retarded dog, and I emitted a low, sustained groan that grew in pitch <laughs> as the filthy torrent pushed its way out of my body. Tremors racked my body, and I must have looked like a fish out of water with an endless stream of shit firing out of its ass. The other sounds and sensations started to filter, and now, as my consciousness began to materialize once more, the muffled scream of a dungeon filled with prisoners near death radiated from my stomach, the rushing sound of liters of liquid trying to escape through an aperture too small to accommodate it all at the same time, the omnipresent sound of chunky liquid spattering against a hard surface with great force, the high-pitched screaming of a woman's voice calling out to God, another voice sobbing uncontrollably, imploring to make it stop, and my own ecstatic monotone wail. <laughs> When my ordeal had eventually run its course, I was left panting for breath and wobbly-legged, half-crying, half-laughing with relief, barely lucid and feeling as if I had birthed an elephant. My colon felt like someone had poured chili sauce all over it and then sent in a fire ant colony to eat it. Through my sobs, I heard the sound of dripping. <laughs> Like when the sprinklers are eventually <laughs> turned off after an office fire. <laughs> yep, I'm tapping in. <laughs> this isn't fair. Sia's like this on the floor, fair. by the way. We're not even halfway done, are we? Uh, we're we're, we're a little past the halfway mark. We're a mark. little past that. 
Yes. Child, <laughs> things are not going to get easier. Through my sobs, I heard the sound of dripping, like when the sprinklers are eventually turned off after an office fire, or after a thunderstorm when the willow that overhangs a pond continues to rain down long after the sky has stopped. From behind me, the sobbing continued, and I heard someone trying to speak into a walkie-talkie, but nonsensical words were all that the man could speak, which sounded like the ravings of a lunatic. With great relief, I slowly pulled myself off the table, legs trembling, my stomach eliciting one last sound, a prolonged gas bubbling that eerily resembled a pig orgasm. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> Hold on, hold on. This is an audio format. Sai is currently looking up, presumably, the sound of a pig orgasm. Oh, yeah. You presumed correct. Cool. Just call it assume at that point. Pig orgasm. Thank you, Google. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I just watched about 30 seconds worth of pig fucking for no reason. <laughs> and I think we have to leave this in. Yep. Which is the worst part about it all. Mm-hmm. I hate this fucking show. I hate this show. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I slowly turned my head to survey the devastation, and in that instant, if I had a pencil or some other sharp object, I probably would have gouged my eyes out in revulsion. And the smell. The smell was enough to drive a man insane. It was the stench of rotting potatoes mixed with sulfur and ammonia cooked in a broth of chicken feces and left to age for two weeks in a yeasty stew at the bottom of a French outhouse. You gotta read. Hold on, we gotta reread that in a in an angry video game nerd voice. And the smell. The smell was enough to drive a man insane. It was the stench of rotting potatoes mixed with sulfur and ammonia cooked in a broth of chicken feces and left to age for two weeks in a yeasty stew at the bottom of a French outhouse. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like something a YouTuber would say. Yeah. <laughs> After half a whiff of this ghoulish brine, I immediately <laughs> stopped breathing through my nose, but the taste was to remain at the back of my throat for months to come. Uh. The young agent had taken the brunt of the foul witch's brew, and at first, I couldn't process what I was seeing. I thought somehow the young blonde kid had been spirited away and been replaced by a brown golem or an ATV rider that had spent the better part of a day driving through every mud puddle he could find after a torrential downpour. Ugh. With some degree of compartmentalization, I came to understand that for some unfathomable reason, this kid hadn't moved. Or hadn't been able to move through the entire fecal deluge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this next Yeah, part. yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> he had weathered the entire assault head-on like some sort of hero from Greek mythology. <laughs> this line, this next line This yeah. is the best line in this entire Lips thing. in my head rent free <laughs> I can <laughs> I can do it I promise I can do it You got it. I can do it This is your line I you can, can do, do it. it You can do it I can do it <clears throat> I had given this poor schmuck a one man shit bukkake <laughs> That would make a Brazilian pornographer wretch with disgust and he was still in the same position he must have been from the moment of first impact. <laughs> I tried to comprehend how he must be feeling, what he must be going through psychologically, 
but it became evident very quickly that he had become very broken. (laughs) No doubt forced so deeply within himself once the fire hose has been turned on that there is little to no hope of him ever coming back from it. Certainly not without extensive psychotherapy or a lobotomy. I looked beyond his quivering, catatonic, crouched form to see a perfect outline of him cut out on the white wall behind him, either side filled in a filled in with a dripping, opaque layer of alternately pulpy and runny fecal stew. <laughs> I noticed two quivering masses at either extremes of the room and realized that they were humanoid in form. Although the caterwauling that was coming from these broken creatures was just blubbering gibberish. (laughs) And this was the tableau that was burnt into my mind's eye for eternity. Needless to say, I missed my flight. In fact, the next week is a blur. I have vague recollections of an army of hazmat-clad figures looming through the brown landscape of the soiled room, the slopping sounds of their rubber boots squelching in puddles of fetid detritus, uncontrollable wailing and animal-like sounds issuing from the mouths of creatures that had been traumatized beyond their capacity for being put back together. (laughs) Saya's on the floor again. I think I've broken sigh as well. <laughs> I don't even remember where it was. I'm dead! You've killed me! Hi, oh. it's Sai's ghost's ghost! Sai's <laughs> ghost is dead! I'm here to help finish the rest of the episode. Incredible. Traumatized beyond their capacity for being put back together. The complete loss of sensation from my waist down as I was rolled through the room on a waterproof gurney its wheels struggling to surf on top of the shit-soaked floor. I spent a week or so in the hospital enclosed in a well-ventilated sealed room, with suited doctor coming in on the hour to monitor my vital signs as they tried to rehydrate my body. I had apparently expelled every available drop of water from my body that was possible to sustain life without for a short period of time. All of my clothes were incinerated in the hospital's crematorium, and the soiled bag of Haribo sugar-free gummy bears was never recovered. <gasps> That's the worst sentence! <laughs> yeah. That's... Like it's still out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. This is my story. It is inconceivable to think that this kind of product can be sold legally and be misrepresented as food. I was lucky. I survived. But as for the families of the survivors and survivors themselves... They will forever live with the trauma of the events that took place at Pearson International Airport on that snowy day in April 2013. 27,000 people found this helpful. (laughs) Okay, it says that there's an amount of follow-up you can do to verify this. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. You want to find that article? Because I didn't, you know, I didn't look into it. I didn't feel the need to, but we can't. It's... Uh, what, it's the Toronto Star, he said, right? Yeah, Toronto Star gummy bear. So, April 6, 2013, Pearson flight delay caused by security breach. The travelers at Toronto's Pearson International Airport were caught in a handful of flight delays Saturday morning as police investigated a possible security breach. Said it may have been a potential weapon, possibly a knife of some kind. That was a, It happened at the screening point. They had an alarm and had to shut down the U.S.-bound area. 
a questionable object had made it through in someone's carry-on baggage, but it had been seized on the plane. This is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is either the story is fake or this, uh, the things that security told them were fake to protect the victims. <laughs> so here's, here's what I think is magical about this. This is... Especially nowadays, with with ten years worth of you know police and security agents just telling bold faced fucking lies to mm. the public, and then um, having those outlets more or less regurgitate them unrestricted. This amazing story about shitting your pants because gummy bears. <laughs> Is, is a perfect example of Poe's law, where it is equally conceivable to me that this guy just had massive diarrhea on TSA, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were too embarrassed to admit it, and the truth was told in a product review, uh-huh. as it is that a guy just saw this headline and used it as a jumping-off point. See, I think that the review being true is the more likely one. Me, me too. Yeah, I think that because I can see how like security would not want to be honest about that sort of thing because it's they're they're cops and they have fragile egos, so it's going to make them look bad. But also, like there were some victims involved in this, and like this this poor guy, like if if they mentioned his name to reporters, this this poor guy who just shit his guts out on everyone, like his name would be out there and people would know him as. The gummy bear shit guy, you know. But but yeah, but they're also the the agency that decided to like treat a guy like a terrorist instead of just letting him dig yeah. a poop. Maybe I kind of <laughs> don't care. Yeah, about no. what they have to say about terrorism. Yeah, I only know? I only care about the poor guy who was a victim of these gummy bears. I don't give a shit for these security guards. They deserved that flood. Yeah, they just <laughs> like <laughs> fucking hell. I just. This... It's, it's like, maybe the the gummy bears were God's divine instrument to punish them for all the racial profiling they were doing. <laughs> broken creatures. I love you to describe them as broken creatures. <laughs> yeah. the, the, phrase... nonsense, the nonsensical uh, babbling. Caterwauling. <laughs> uh, no, it was like the... Yeah, the caterwauling that was coming from these broken creatures was just blubbering gibberish. That's my favorite line. Yeah, honestly, so the funny. the phrase "one man shit bukaki" lives in my head rant free. <laughs> that one's good. Yeah, like this guy. Like again, this is one of my, I think one of the best works of prose on the internet. And it's weird that it's an Amazon review, but like he builds suspense incredibly. He has a great knack for imagery and metaphor. Like you can learn so much from this. <laughs> it's it really is a work of art and that's why i love this piece so much how do you feel oh i feel i feel like my soul just took a bath (laughs) oh i feel ready to fight climate change i'm i'm ready to uh take back the means of production from the working class <laughs> i am i i feel like i have purpose again <laughs> uh life has meaning <laughs> life has meaning and it is to tell as many people as possible 
about this (laughs) incredible review. Well, now you can send it to everyone you know. Yep. (laughs) Truly wonderful. Anyway, that much... Much like the the gummy bears squeezed every ounce of of liquid out of this poor man, this this review has squeezed every ounce of life energy for me. So I think this is this is a good place to wrap this up. This is a good place to wrap up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment, hit the notification bell, or if you're on a different platform, leave a review. As always, oh, go ahead. Oh, our theme music is done by Aria at 2Glitch on Twitter. Go ahead and check her out. You can also find links to our socials below, as well as my Patreon. Uh, Please follow if you want early access to episodes or way, way ahead uh, on Patreon so you can binge a whole bunch of them. Um, And uh, I think my call to action this week is everybody should go and uh, follow LeBron James on Twitter. Yep. (laughs) All right, and... You know, thanks again. We'll see you next time. Don't forget, don't read where you shit. Especially if you've been eating Haribo gummy bears. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>